Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 52. 50 marathons in 50 days, and it just happened to be my 50th year. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. Welcome to the Food Heals Podcast. I'm Allison Melanie. I'm Susie Hardy. Happy New Year, Susie. Happy New Year, Allison. Thank you. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I can't believe it's 2016. I know, but you just got to go with it. I it's know. like, what choice do we have? It's just time marches on. The last year went so quickly. I'm like looking back on my resolutions. I'm like, check, check, check. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just roll them into the next year. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. And you know, Food Heals Nation, if you have new resolutions, just make them something that are believable. Don't make them so out of the box <laughs> like I did. dream a little bit. Well, I think I dreamed way too big. That's But that's how we make things happen. You're right. I'm... You know? It's like, <laughs> you just can't beat yourself up when you can't check, cross it out. I cross. You check, I cross out. Yeah. I line through. Crossing out good. is good. Yeah, because it feels like, okay, that energy is done. We've, yeah. fin- we've completed that. And then sometimes you don't need them anymore. Sometimes there's resolutions. You're like, eh. Yeah, that's true. You, you found something ones. bigger and better, which that's happened to me as well. Like yeah. I was working on one program on one website and I actually scrapped it and I was sad to let go of all that hard work, but I realized something that was going to be much more powerful and much more able to serve others. And so that's one of my goals for 2016 now. And so I'm re- I'll tell you all about it in a future episode, Food Heals Nation, but I definitely, it's okay to fail, I think is what I'm saying. Like it's okay to not make a resolution happen or to put a lot of time and effort into something to realize that this isn't where you want to be. And that's okay. I recently watched this TED Talk that talked about how if you're an entrepreneur, you will and also must fail Yes. in order to grow. Yes. And that completely changed my perspective because I always beat myself up whenever I don't accomplish something or I feel like a failure. He almost was like, you should appreciate your failures. Absolutely. No, I'm telling you, when I was interviewed recently about this podcast and building our business, they said, what mistakes did you make? And I said, well, I prefer not to think of them as mistakes. I prefer to call them learning experiences. And I said, I got a lot of learning experiences for you guys. (laughs) But it's also helpful to be like, yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah. You know, it's how forgiving yourself. Whether you, whatever you call them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Food Heals Nation, make your resolutions. And if you don't make them all, it's okay. Don't judge yourself. We're telling you it's okay by us. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So to start out the new year, we have one of the most inspiring stories I've personally ever heard. Probably one of the most incredible we've ever had on the podcast. Yes, Janet healed herself of breast cancer after being given six months to live. Stories like hers don't come around that often. She is one of the people who has done it. So if anyone knows someone that has cancer or 
you know, is suffering from a disease that the doctors say is incurable or they're going to die, listen to her story because there is always hope. So not only did she beat cancer by changing her diet and taking a natural approach, but then she and her husband went on to run around the entire continent of Australia. Wait, can you repeat that? Literally, (laughs) she and her husband ran a marathon every single day for 366 consecutive days in Australia to run the coast of Australia. Unbelievable. After beating cancer. After beating cancer and being given six months to live. I mean, this woman... Is an un- she's a tour de force. Yes. I wouldn't use that phrase for most people, but she is a tour <laughs> de force, and there's nothing that gets in her way. She's an unbelievable, brave, inspiring, and badass woman. Yeah, she's a badass. And Food Heals Nation, I take back what I said earlier. Make your goals big, because her goals were big, and she achieved them. So use her as a model that you can do anything you want. I mean, she ran... <laughs> I, I'm thinking back to it. It's like, she ran um, the length of a marathon... Every day for over, for a, over year. a little over a year. She yeah. wanted to beat the world record. World, yeah. world record. <laughs> or Guinness world. I forget what record, but she was wanted it? to yeah, beat it. Yeah, Guinness record. Okay, yeah. And so she beat it, her and her husband. On a vegan diet, right? Yeah. On a vegan 26 diet. 26 miles a day. Can't even imagine. I mean, most people, if they do the LA Marathon, they do it like maybe once a year, or maybe they do a couple a year, but like I still have never done The longest I've ever done is 13 miles, which you is You know what's incredible marathon. to me is that they didn't like take pauses. They didn't take breaks. She did it. She just kept going. Yeah. Well, they said it was very meditative. And so maybe that their breaks were in their mind, not their bodies. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyways, before we get to our amazing interview with Janet, we have to tell you about our sponsor. Our sponsor today is the Global Healing Center. I don't think Food Heals Nation has ever heard of them, have they? No, never. Not by us. No, 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 no. (laughs) Global Healing Center was founded by Dr. Group, who is just such an amazing guy. We're going to have him on the show. And, you know, he promotes the holistic way of life that we promote. And so all their products, like whenever I need something, I just go and I see if Global Healing Center has it because I know if they carry it that it's trusted. Like I get all my digestive enzymes from them. Everyone knows I get the parfait massage from them the everyone wrinkle. knows i love the aqua spirit refreshing spray <laughs> yes exactly i just got their NutriCool. it's uh, something you rub on aches and pain so like i've been doing this intense pilates lately so the NutriCool is like what you rub when you're really sore so that's been great and i just trust their brand more than most other supplement companies love their products yeah so you can get 20 percent off any global healing center product by going to globalhealingcenter.com and using the coupon code Food Heals. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Today we have a guest with an incredible healing story. And when I say incredible, I mean, my jaw dropped when we were talking to Janet. My jaw still dropped. It hasn't come back up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Janet Murray Wakelin was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2001 and was given, I say that in quotes, six months to live. This challenge prompted her to make choices that would change her life forever. With the help of Janet's naturopathic physician, she established a regimen that focused on the holistic approach of mind, body, and spirit. This intensive regimen included intravenous immune therapy, infrared detoxification therapy, increasing the amount of oxygen to the body through ozone treatment, conscious breathing and aerobic exercise, visualization, meditation, positive thinking, and spiritual awareness, and maximizing the amount of nutrients taken into the body through juicing, wheatgrass, and living food nutrition. 
Within the six months of making these drastic lifestyle changes, plus going 100% raw vegan, Janet received a clean bill of health. Amazing. As a result of her life-changing experience, Janet and her husband, Alan, established a Center for Optimum Health on Vancouver Island, BC, Canada, where my husband's from, well, BC anyway, Mm -hmm. where they offered raw lifestyle programs based on the holistic approach of mind, body, and spirit. Such an incredible journey. We can't wait to hear this story. Welcome, Janet. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to have you today. Yes, and I'm excited too. Tell us your story. How did you heal yourself to start from the beginning? We want to hear everything. (laughs) We're going to be here a long time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, really, you know, once I had the diagnosis, basically I was offered various different treatments and, you know, the usual um, treatments that you're offered with cancer. Um, But to me, it didn't make sense because I'd already been, they already felt that I only had six months to live anyway. So if I did the treatment, then maybe I would have got another six months. And to me, that would have been another six months of sickness. And since I wasn't sick anyway, um, I thought, why wouldn't I spend that six months trying to change that prognosis? That is amazing because so many people don't do that. They just listen to the doctor and try to prolong their life in misery. So I'm really impressed that, you know, you had that foresight. Well, I mean, it just was instinctive, really. It just went like, that's, that doesn't make sense to compromise the body further if I'm already compromised in a way that I have now a diagnosis of terminal cancer, then I need to do something like right now. All right. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so what did you do? I spoke to uh, a friend who is a naturopathic physician and just to find out if there was some alternative um, way of um, helping the body to heal itself. And I mean, instinctively, I realized there would be and that there was probably, um, you know, uh, all sorts of foods and that I could eat or, or something like that. But it seemed to me I needed to do something very um, intensive, I guess, right. straight away to start that process and and to give the body a chance to then start the healing process as well. So um, with his help, he came up with a a protocol that was to um, basically build the immune system and give the body a bit of a, you know, a boost in in that direction. And that involved having um, some intravenous um, nutrients. So, you know, like it was it was kind of like a my my health cocktail mm-hmm. and um so it was you know vitamin c and various other nutrients that are known natural nutrients that are known to help build the immune system or help the immune system to um kick into healing yeah absolutely and yeah and so while that was happening i was researching as fast as I could go to see what else I could do in the way of my lifestyle choices because clearly whatever you know my lifestyle had been um, whether it was through my own doing or through being you know um, compromised in some other way uh, this came about you know because of where I was or what I was doing so I had to really think about how could I change that how could I find the cause and look at eliminating the cause so that you know the healing process would actually be the cure 
And it became very clear to me once I started to really look into my life and my lifestyle uh, that there were certainly plenty of ways that I could try and make a difference to that prognosis. You know, I had a lot of help with my immediate family, my son and my daughter and my husband, Alan, of course. And um, my daughter-in-law was also working in cancer research as well. So she was a wealth of knowledge from that side of things and also on the preventative side. So, you know, we just came up with a, a plan that was we felt was so positive it had to work it was a combination of things so it was certainly the immunotherapy that I was doing intravenously for the first three months um, also I did a lot of um, looking for what the body needed you know the most of to turn things around and that was basically oxygen mm-hmm. so you know when you when your body and your, your bloodstream and everything is highly oxygenated then you know nothing can live in an oxygenated environment that is not meant to be there mm-hmm. so cancer is one of those like cancer cells we all have cancer cells but when they start to uh, mutate it's because you're compromised in some way and usually that starts with you not being highly oxygenated to start with so I looked into getting oxygen into the bloodstream Mm -hmm. how I could do that and just oxygenating you know every cell in my body so that was done with um, various different means and uh, the main one for me being um, being a runner anyway at the time I just increased the distance Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) get more oxygen in by breathing running longer right yeah, so not running faster or exercising more extremely, just getting out there more um, and also in an environment that was clean air. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the simple solutions really. Um, obviously, you need clean air and you don't want anything that's toxic. Right. Um, because in one of the other, one of the main reasons people have disease apart from what they're doing themselves in the way of, you know, eating the wrong foods and so on. But is, um, you know, in environmental and how we're compromised environmentally, either by where we are or what our work is or, you know, whether it's emotional, the environment can be inside the body or outside the body. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get into clean air, that's a lot better than, you know, obviously going for a run in the city. So uh, I was lucky enough to live in an area where I could go and run up in the mountains. And so I started doing that every day. Um, I also did some putting oxygen directly into my own bloodstream. That was through my naturopathic physician. And that was basically a process of taking the blood out, putting it through an ozone machine, which is putting oxygen into that blood, my own blood, and then um, putting it back in to the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's basically, you know, if you're putting oxygen directly into your own bloodstream, That's commonly known as um, blood doping in sports circles, which, of course, is not legal to do if you're a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) this this was my life on the line here. And I wasn't a professional athlete and never have been. So um, I was on it. (laughs) And it's natural and it's healthy. It's not like you're doping with drugs. You're doing something to boost your immune system. Yeah, it's just like pure oxygen into your own bloodstream. And, And And so that was another way of doing it. But I think, you know, one of the most um, effective ways of getting oxygen, pure oxygen into the body is actually consciously breathing. Mm -hmm. So um, the majority of us, I'm pretty sure, you know, it must be 99.9999% of people do it automatically. 
we just breathe automatically because our body's, you know, it's doing it. It's like it's ticking, ticking along. We're like little clockwork mice, right? Mm-hmm. And it just happens and so we don't have to actually consciously think about it unless you happen to do yoga or other conscious, um, you know, practices that involves conscious breathing. And I was doing some yoga but I wasn't really consciously breathing so I started to do that and that made a huge difference not only to, um, you know, obviously my oxygen levels but to my whole being Mm -hmm. and it really took me within. It took me to a place that basically I'd never been. It mm-hmm. was like inside me and who I am and, you know, how important I am to me. Yeah. And I think that is the key. Over the years um, since, you know, that diagnosis and in all the years since that I've been, you know, encouraging, um, inspiring hopefully and motivating others to make conscious lifestyle choices – over that time, I've come to the conclusion that that is the most important thing, is to place the highest value you possibly can on yourself. I love that. Because if you don't believe in yourself or you don't love yourself enough, how can you possibly, um, you know, make these conscious decisions? And especially when you're in a position, and most people are, where you're also responsible for others as well, like your children or everybody, anything, including the planet, like making a conscious choice is something that really has to come from within. You have to really think about what it is, the choice that you're making, what is the response to that choice? What is going to happen from that choice that you're making? And to me, your whole life is, and to everybody, obviously, but I realize that your whole life is choices. Everything we do, say, think, Everything is a choice. And if we make that choice consciously, the result of that choice is going to be so different to if we just automatically go along with whatever's acceptable. I think um, Gabrielle Bernstein or someone said this, but every day when you wake up, are you waking up in fear or love? And it's the same thing with choices. Every choice that you make, are you making it out of self-love, a self-honoring choice? Are you making out of fear, anger, or self-loathing, you know? And that's so important because that determines your whole life. Am I going to eat healthy today? Am I going to eat crap today? You know? Exactly. The other major thing for me was I was going to go 100%. Like at the time that I was diagnosed, we already have two children, but uh, I had one grandson and he was just a year. Aww. <laughs> Don't you start that now. Or you'll have- <laughs> but to me, I wanted to be around you know, for his life. That was my first thought was, I want to be around for my kids and for my grandchild. And then I started to think, well, you know, there could be more grandchildren. Like, what am I going to miss out on? And that took me to myself and realizing that this was about me. (laughs) And once I, you know, once I got that and realized that this is, that's not a selfish thing. That's something that, you know, a place you have to come from. Then you can look at, you know, what else is, are these choices going to affect or who else are they going to affect? And I had, you know, I'd I'd been there at the birth of my grandson Mm -hmm. and uh, I had promised him that I'd be around, right? Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so, you know, you don't, you don't break a promise to your grandson. (laughs) So that was sort of a a real motivating um, thing for me. Absolutely. And and as the more I looked into, you know, like um, 
my own life and my own you know choices that I'm making and the lifestyle that we were leading and, and so on. Now, I must make it quite clear that I think most people would say that we were living a pretty healthy and conscious lifestyle to start with because mm-hmm. we we're already, I was already vegetarian and mostly vegan. Mm-hmm. So I was already thinking consciously about the choices I made with healthy food and, and food that wasn't harming others and so on. But there's so much more. When you really start looking into it, there's so many more choices that you can make that can make a huge difference. And it's not only to your own life, but it really does ripple out to your family, you know, to your friends, to your community, to the planet as a whole, because everything we do affects everything. Yeah. So um, then I realized that, oh, this is much bigger than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in for the long haul. So, So that was when, you know, I really, to me, I had to go 100% the best I could do in everything I did. Mm-hmm. And with with the food, I mean, that's the first thing is thinking, well, you know, apart from other choices that you're making in life, you do choose what you eat and what you eat is under your control. You're the one putting it in your mouth. You can't blame anybody else for what you put in your mouth and therefore what happens to you because of what you've eaten. And clearly everybody knows that, you know, if you eat junk food, you're going to have, you know, a bad effect. Mm-hmm. And if you eat healthy fruit and vegetables, you can have a good effect. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's, you know, known by everybody, but not everybody actually makes a conscious choice to make a difference by eating more of the, you know, the good food. So I started looking into what I could get in, in from food that was a hundred percent, the most nutrients from the food. Because also if you're in a healing process, you need a lot of nutrients Mm -hmm. to, you know, help the body to get to a place where, the healing is in process and then it's rejuvenation and right. reversing situations. So, um, I, and I found, and it's not that hard to, <laughs> to figure out that obviously fruits and vegetables, a plant-based diet has the highest nutrient value. Mm-hmm. And if you don't cook it, then that's 100% the nutrients. So the nutrients that come in nature, uh, 100% of those are available to us in perfect balance in every fruit and vegetable. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you cook it or heat it or process it in some way, then you lose a percentage and sometimes a lot, you know, almost all of the percentage of the nutrients. But even more importantly, you completely kill with the heat and with cooking, you completely kill the enzymes that are in that food. And without the enzymes, we can't assimilate the nutrients. We have a certain amount of enzymes in the body, but we need the rest of the enzymes to assimilate the nutrients from the food we eat and it needs to be in the food. Mm -hmm. So clearly to me, that was what I needed. If I was going to go 100%, then that was the end of the story. I wasn't going to eat anything that didn't have nutrients in it that could be assimilated and that the enzymes, you know, would still be there. Yeah. And that's the difference between live and dead food. Mm -hmm. So live food has the enzymes, dead food doesn't. And to me, that's it. Okay. We eliminate all dead food, which is all animal products, all processed foods, and the majority of cooked foods. Got it. So that made it very, very simple for me. And a lot of people say, oh, um, you eat a raw plant-based diet. That's so complicated. But you know, it's the most simple way to eat Mm -hmm. that you possibly can get and the most effective. So it was was a no-brainer. And I thought, well, that's 100% the best I can do. So if I'm looking for a 100% result, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I got out of it. 
100% result. And within that six months of being diagnosed, I was completely clear of cancer. And not only that, but I was in a much higher level of optimum health. And from that, it was also a no-brainer to not go back yeah. in any way, shape or form if I was going to stick around for longer. Because, you know, with cancer in particular, many people do make different choices other than what's offered, you know, in, in mainstream where you, you're offered certain treatments that can be worse than what you've got. <laughs> and in actual fact have been, you know, the studies have shown that a lot of people are actually um, – you're dying from the treatments right. and they might have been better off to have no treatment at all and to do nothing. I know. So, um, but by doing something positive, you can only get something positive back. And to me, if, even if I was going to die in six months, I wanted to be healthy and happy and I was going out midair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids were going to, you know, they were going to see that. And, you know, you only have to mention kids and I'm away. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to leave a legacy if that's what I was doing. If I was going to leave, there was not going to be a legacy of sadness and, and, and you know, unhappiness for the children and guilt and all those, all those negative um, aspects that uh, most people live with in life. Yeah. I want everything to be positive. And it's the same as if I walked out, you know, the street and got run over by a bus and it was gone. So mm -hmm. to me, you can die in, in many different ways, but there's plenty of ways of um, making sure that you don't die in that manner. And, you know, making choices that will make a difference to that. Certainly if there's an accident, well, you know, that's, that's it. But at least if you're very you're positive in everything you do, then maybe the accident will never happen either. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So my main thing was to be as healthy and happy as I possibly could. And if it was six months, then at least that would be something for the children, you know, to, to, to take with them as well. Uh, I've seen so many. And in the time um, since my diagnosis and, you know, as we went on and, and set up a wellness center, I've seen so many people um, who have had illnesses and um, I've been to many funerals of people that didn't make it. Mm -hmm. um, and when I see what happens to the people left behind, yeah. I think it's something that we need to really address when we're looking at making choices, you know, with our own lives. You know, so many people say, oh, well, you've got to die some way. Yeah, but are you thinking about, you know, what that really means? Yeah. Could it be different? Yeah. You know, and, and how does that affect your family and your friends and, and so on? It became very clear to me that by living a more conscious lifestyle, everything is possible and anything is possible. And we don't even know yet what our capabilities are. Yes. I think the humankind has ever actually been there yet. So it's very exciting, in fact, to think, you know, what the potential of humankind is. So I'm on it. Yeah, you are. I can sell. <laughs> I love that. When you live a conscious lifestyle, anything and everything is possible. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the fact that you did this in six months is 
incredible because it's like the doctor will tell someone you have six months to live and it's like you know what you have six months to save your life and that's exactly what you did and people don't realize that that's possible they think okay I have six months until I die no you have six months to change everything and have the best possible outcome just like you did so that's amazing I think it's really important for people to realize that too the other thing is too that you don't no one can tell you really in all honesty that you have six months to live or, or however long to live. Right. They don't know. Seriously. Nobody knows. Um, they can certainly look at, you know, your situation and say, look, you know, I think unless you make some changes right. <laughs> or some conscious lifestyle choices, I would say in about six months time, you're going to be in a situation that you're not going to like very much, <laughs> you know, but to actually say you've got six months to live. Now, a lot of people actually believe it. Yeah. And that's the other thing is don't believe it. Believe in yourself. Even if it ends up to be true, it doesn't matter. You really have to believe that you can, you know, you can, you can change this. You can, you can make a difference to the situation. How did your doctors react to your clean bill of health after six months? There were varying reactions. Um, I had a doctor who, well, I never had a doctor before that because I'd never been ill. Um, and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd, I'd never even, you know, had a headache or taken a, an aspirin or anything. And um, what I didn't know was that I wasn't actually healthy, even though I thought I was. Mm. So that's, you know, something else that people can think about that, you know, you may think you're healthy, you may think you're living a healthy lifestyle, but there's always more we can do. But the doctors, um, that particular doctor was also a friend and uh, she was going like, yeah, you go girl. <laughs> and, uh, anything you need that I can do, just let me know. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of, you know, tests and things that I, blood tests and things that I could get. But other doctors that I was involved with, like the oncologists and people like that, the specialists, it ranged from, oh, it was a misdiagnosis or, which is really amazing to me, that you could actually put your career on the line by saying, rather rather than saying, what are you doing? This is amazing. We need to know. Right. That And putting your career on the side, oh, I made a mistake. That's ridiculous. But anyway, so it ranged from that to um, completely ignoring me altogether after six months, like literally on the street, crossing over the road so they didn't have to talk to me. Wow. And, And I felt really sorry for them because for them it was like, she's dead. You know, like how can she be here? She She's she's supposed to be dead oh my God. so it was almost like you know this ghost was creeping up on them or something but <laughs> you were challenging everything that they believed in and they were terrified yeah yeah and I and I did do you know through that process I did actually challenge them you know yeah. like I mean I actually spoke to them and said look how can you how can you continue to suggest that we do things like this like for me because I was an athlete the idea was that oh well you can have the strongest possible chemotherapy because you're a strong person mm. And I said straight away, that's not making a lot of sense here. Like, right. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and I just sort of, uh, I did question a lot, of, um, a lot of their theories and a lot of what they have been led to believe. And um, from that, I did get some interesting uh, reactions and some of them weren't very nice. Um, basically, one specialist said, look, don't come back to us when this doesn't work. Wow. So it was like blackmail. Oh my and gosh. that was the point where I realized that, you know, I'm actually in, you know, I'm just a number here. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I'm in a situation along with thousands of others who, you know, if, if I don't take control or responsibility for my own health, I'm curtains. Yeah. Because that's, that's the way it's been set out. So, yeah, it wasn't an option, just was not an option to me. I mean, this story is going to change so many people's lives, and I'm sure that it already is. And thank you so much for sharing with us what you've gone through. And what did you do after that? I know you established a center with your husband. Tell us everything that you're doing now and and really what that inspired you to do. Yes, well, um, obviously, after, you know, turning something, a diagnosis like that around and and becoming, at the same time, becoming really, really um, more physically, mentally and spiritually healthy, that I could, you know, I could actually feel the difference and and see the difference um, and realize that there was more to come. So I I became very passionate about wanting to share that experience with as many people as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody wants to do that, especially moms and grandmoms, not that I was, you know, that much of a grandmom at that mm-hmm. point. But I was, you know, you do. You, you want to um, – our role in life is to care for others. And, and I think that sometimes we lose um, sight of what that really means. Mm-hmm. But instinctively it comes back. And you really do want to share, you know, if you've had a great time or, you know, something happens to you and it turns out really well, you do, you want to share it with people. And so, you know, I became (laughs) obsessed with it. Yeah. (laughs) I've been there, sister. Don't worry. (laughs) So, yes, I I just wanted to share it. And so we started a lot of what I was doing um, at the same time. Well, the fact that, you know, during that six months, it turned everything around. I realized from that point on that this was a lifestyle choice. And that it was going to, you know, I had to continue doing what I was doing and, and improving on it and, and so on. So some of what I was doing was juicing to get more of the nutrients than I would if I was eating it. So uh, we just opened up a juice bar. People were saying, well, how did you do this? And I go, well, we made juice and <laughs> I drank it, you know. And, um, so we opened up a little juice bar and we were making raw juice. And then in the, just in our hometown and, um, and pretty soon people were saying, oh, what about the food you eat? And then we started providing food. And pretty soon it went from a little, you know, pocket stand-up um, juice bar mm-hmm. to a full-on raw vegan restaurant. Awesome. It, with the center uh, in there as well. In the center, we um, we had uh, about 45, I think, holistic practitioners that were affiliated with the center. Wow. We had, um, you know, a, a full-on restaurant that we could seat over 50 people as well as, you know, obviously making all the food for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the kitchen and then we had a, a shop so that we only sold anything in the shop that we used ourselves Mm -hmm. and that we would recommend. So we sold books. At that point, I hadn't written my own books, but um, recommended them as well as different equipment like juicing machines. But um, we didn't have like a full-on shop with lots and lots of products, just the things that we recommended. And we also set up a a spa with uh, infrared saunas and and a fitness, a little fitness studio so that people could come there and use the, the center um, to, you know, start their their lifestyle in mm-hmm. a way that they're being, you know, supported by us. And I set up various different programs for that and people would personalize the programs for them. And we had such wonderful successes with so many people. It was really um, gratifying to see that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I mentioned that the infrared saunas, that was to lower the toxic load 
which is very often the reason why people become compromised in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, that was definitely the, the situation. So I started using an infrared sauna to get rid of those, you know, heavy metals and things um, that compromise all the organs in the body without necessarily you knowing it's going on. Right. And so, you know, we, we, we had that there as well. And that we had for uh, six years. We ran that and it became um, very sort of a bit of an icon in our town <laughs> because it was new. We were doing wheatgrass juice and all the things that um, basically the choices that we were making and we were providing that for people. When was this? Like what years was this? Uh, this was from um, 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through to 2009. And um, we also had people coming, we would invite people to come and speak at the center. So we were providing presentations by other people as well um, that had, you know, had various different uh, stories to tell as well as professionals in the holistic um, realm. Mm-hmm. And we also put on various different events, you know, um, as well. So it, w- it became a huge, <laughs> a huge thing that we were doing there. But uh, in 2009, we decided to move to Australia. Now, originally, we're from New Zealand. Uh-huh. We moved out to Canada. Mm-hmm. And so all this, um, the cancer journey was all happening in Canada. Uh-huh. Then our, our son uh, and his family were living in Australia. And we were going back and forth between um, between Canada and Australia oh, to wow. visit there. And then when he and his wife were um, expecting their first child and our third at that point grandchild, mm-hmm. you know, and every time, you know, I'd get together with my family, I would just feel so blessed that I was still there and able to be a part of this, you know, wonderful um, journey. So, we decided that we wanted to be together with our family, our kids and our grandkids forever mm-hmm. and, that you know, much closer and we so we decided to move. Our centre that we had built up for six years there, mm-hmm. we started out with four employees and one of the girls that started with us right in the very beginning had become our manager be- for when we were away mm-hmm. and was very capable of taking care of the whole thing herself um she kept it going for some years and she's Mm -hmm. just recently interestingly enough sold it to some people who came to some of our first classes and went on to a more conscious lifestyle themselves so it's continuing that you know what what we started which um we're very happy that that's happening so important it's so needed I wish there was one in everyone's community you know yeah absolutely but I mean it's getting more and more and more and more people are becoming more conscious so that's that's wonderful but um when we moved out to Australia we thought well what are we going to do shall we you know open up another center shall we you know just give maybe raw food classes and things like that and when we came to Australia we found that the majority of people weren't as far advanced in their thinking of you know, their conscious thinking or certainly dietary thinking as we had experienced um, Mm. or been a part of helping with in North America. So we thought, well, you know, we need to start again. (laughs) (laughs) Help everybody. And um, sort of backtracking to uh, before I was diagnosed, the year before I was diagnosed, um, because we came from New Zealand, we decided that we would go back to New Zealand Instead of it becoming, oh, yes, we'll just go for a two-week holiday together, it ended up with, oh, yes, let's run the length of New Zealand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because 
we haven't seen it all and we really should have seen it all after all it was our country we left and you know we hadn't seen it all and so well we started out by saying well let's walk it together you know hiking and so on and we realized that was going to take too long so then you know some our son said well why don't we run it and well, why don't you run it <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else said, well, you know, you really, if you're going to do that, you better do it for charity or, or something. So then you better make it, you know, um, interesting enough. So why don't you run a marathon a day? That's and crazy. We, <laughs> we looked at each other and went like, um, okay, so if it was going to take us, you know, six months to walk it and we would have run it a marathon a day, we did the math and it worked out to 50 marathons. Consecutively, oh <laughs> 50 marathons in 50 days, and it just happened to be my 50th year. Wow. So that was, you know. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had, we actually went and did that. We ran the length of New Zealand a marathon a day for 50 marathons, and I believe it was a world record. We never claimed it or anything, but no one had ever done it before. I'm sure. Not, um, you know, a a um, to-be grandparents so our daughter was you know six months pregnant with our first grandchild at mm-hmm. the time and our daughter and son uh, were there as our support crew so it, it was great so we, we got to go back to New Zealand together and do this thing together um, but it was the beginning <laughs> it was the start of our thought process <sighs> so we you know we realized after we when we decided that we were going to move to Australia that even though we'd met, reached a lot of people, hundreds of people had come to our center and we'd helped and we felt, you know, really blessed to have been in a position to do that. But I always just felt like I'm just not reaching enough people. You know, that there's so, so much, so little to know that will make so much of a difference. Right. If, you know, and so many people that need to know this. And so I decided, oh, well, I can't reach them all. I'll write a book. Mm-hmm. So when we got to Australia, I wrote the book, and the book is called Raw Can Cure Cancer, and it's available on our, on our website, which yeah. is rawveganpath.com. Then I felt felt free to to go on and try and do more in the way of helping helping others that might never read the book or the book doesn't work for them or whatever. So I said to Alan one day, look, uh, we ran the length of New Zealand, and um, I think we've just come to this new country. It'd be great to see it. Why don't we run around Australia? Oh my God. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) He said, honey, that's, you know, like it's, it's a big country. Uh, It's a lot bigger than New Zealand. Um, Probably not a good idea. (laughs) He said, why don't we, why don't we get a camper van and we could go around and we could talk in different places. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him and (laughs) I said, come on. Like, we could do it. Let's let's take a look. Anyway, at the various, we were giving you know food, raw food classes and things. At the various ones, I kept you know I'd finish up the the talk with them by saying, well, you know, um, in a couple of years' time, we're going to run around this country. And in the end, Alan said to me, look, you've got to stop saying that. <laughs> going to do it. So let's have a look at what that really means. And um, he took a look, and it was you know just just short of sixteen thousand kilometers, which mm-hmm. if you divide it by 42.2, which is what a marathon is, mm-hmm. um, comes out to 365. Wow. <laughs> so I said, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I said, that's perfect. That gives us a whole year to be out there 
just showing by example what's possible. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you make, when you live a conscious lifestyle, when you make these choices, not that we're trying to say that everyone should run a marathon a day. Having done it um, for a year, I wouldn't recommend it. But, <laughs> <laughs> and it's certainly not necessary. But it was a way of showing by example, people, you know, can actually go like, oh, oh my goodness, you're kidding me. These grandparents are running a marathon a day and they're not stopping. So can I just interrupt you for a second? How was your body feeling during this year because I've known I have not run a marathon myself I've known friends that have and they always say that their body experiences a lot of wear and tear after just one so mm -hmm. how did you do it for a year how was your body feeling and how many pairs of shoes did you go through <laughs> that's a classic um well the only reason why I felt that we could do it was because of the choices that we were making especially the food choices because we were experiencing, and by this time it was, you know, 10 years since we'd been 100% raw vegan, mm -hmm. we'd been experiencing um, in incredible energy. And we were getting, like, we're 10 years older now. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we were just getting um, more and more energy, um, being able to do more. We obviously were still running every day and doing other exercises, and we were noticing that it, we were being, you know, being able to do more and so we thought, I, I just said to Alan, like, it's totally possible. We can do it. Like, why wouldn't we just keep going? Just the same as we feel, you know, by living this conscious lifestyle, we can live here forever <laughs> because we're not getting sick. I've yeah. never been back to a doctor since. I've never had the need. Why would I, you know, why would I, why would I die? That's got to be a choice as well. So mm. <laughs> without going into that, it's another whole book. Um, <laughs> We just, you know, we, we looked at it and we thought, well, okay, let's put in a year of training and see, you know, physical training and looking at the, you know, what we're going to do how, with the nutrient level that we're going to need to be able to keep going. Like right. your question says, how can you keep going and run a marathon every single day? The first marathon that I ever ran, I was, um, yeah, I was just like everybody else. I couldn't walk mm -hmm. afterwards. Well, the only way I could walk was backwards. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem. Yeah. And, you know, and various different things that people have. And, you know, I had lactic acid build up in my legs and I was, I was shot. Yeah. But I'd never experienced anything like that in, since, you know, in the 10 years that I'd been running. And I'd been running a lot up in the mountains. I'd been doing ultra marathons and things, you know, as they came and went. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that I was getting, it was getting easier. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like, well, Therefore, it would get easier. The yeah. more you did, the easier it would get. But you would have to get it right. So with the food mm -hmm. and with the sleep as well, which is another you know major um, component in healthy lifestyles. So we just did that for a year, the training. We started building up the training as if we were going to do it. Every day we got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and went out for our run, whatever that distance was. And that was part of training the body into knowing that it was going to happen every day. Yeah. And because once we set out on this goal that we were putting out there, um, we couldn't stop. Like we couldn't, unless something actually stopped us yeah. out of our control, we took off on January the 1st, 2013. And we had a lot of media, um, especially local, but also, you know, CNN and people like that picked it up mm -hmm. because here was these, you know, couple of grannies going out there. And, oh my goodness. <laughs> she's also like, you know, um, survived cancer. This is incredible. So, we, we certainly got a lot of um, media from starting out, but 
most people gave us two weeks. Now, uh-huh. that's interesting because someone, you know, 10 years before that gave me six months. So, mm-hmm. you know, like we heard people saying, oh, I'll give them two, two weeks. And I'm thinking, that two weeks is not yours to give. Believe me, you're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. you got to prove <laughs> everyone wrong. <laughs> and I was in the middle of a live interview on radio here that, you know, basically covers the whole country. And the interviewer said to me, you know, seriously, you know, it's great what you think you're going to do and it's great what you've set yourselves, but um, seriously, it's, it really is not possible, is it? Like, you're not actually going to be able to do this. Oh, wow. And I said, you just watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that interview. I want to play that clip. That's amazing. Oh, it, it went out there on YouTube and it was quite <laughs> hilarious. But that interviewer, two weeks before we finished, we were coming in and he phoned us and we had two weeks to go. And of course, we'd been followed. We'd been followed by the national radio in, um, in Australia, um, ABC in UK, CNN. Everybody was following us by that time because... Mm-hmm. Clearly, we were not stopping. Yeah. And um, so he got in touch with me and, and said, would you do another interview? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not there yet. I'll do it when I get there. You be there. I said, I'll be there. You be there. Yeah. <laughs> when he was there, sure enough, when we finished, there was you know, a huge amount of media there. And um, of course, we did the extra marathon just for the record. So that gave us the world record for the most consecutive marathons day to day. Wait, had someone done 365 before? They have done 365 marathons, but it was not, um, it's not the same as what we did. Like we did one every single day for yeah. a year yeah, and then one more. Um, they've done 365 marathons, but not consecutively, consecutively. like that. Yeah. But that didn't really matter to us. But when we found out that someone had done that and it was considered to be a world record we thought (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) so you know it was definitely another one and it worked out really nicely because we came back in where we started in Melbourne here in Australia we're exactly 45 kilometers out of Melbourne so we ran home and that was our 366th marathon and it was an incredible ride because it it had to be the best marathon we did of all of them Mm -hmm. it just seemed like it was you know, like a walk in the park, I guess you would say, but it was like, it was only like 20K or something. Mm -hmm. It went so fast and we had so many people. We felt like um, Forrest Gump out there. We had huge crowd of people running with us. I was going to say you were like the female New Zealand version of Forrest Gump. (laughs) Exactly. And it, it was pretty, pretty wild and it was a huge reception. And then all of the media were here, including that radio interviewer. And he started out his interview by saying, I have to apologize. I gave you two weeks. <laughs> and really the reason why we did, we did that was to show what is possible. Absolutely. And, you know, not to say everyone has to go out and run a marathon or even one marathon, but it's possible if you get your choices right. And if you live a really conscious, every choice you make, including the food you eat and, you know, making, doing the exercise, all the things that we know we have to do, but actually getting it right. And that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, this is so inspiring. It basically, you can do anything you set your mind to. And that's so cliche to say, but you guys proved that. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of the questions that had been asked before, like, where do you get your protein and, you know, various different questions that 
um, people might think of, they're no longer asking those questions because clearly, <laughs> clearly this works. We would not have been able to do what we did if we weren't getting enough protein or, you know, whatever else they come up with. So mainly now the questions are, what can I do to make my life better? Yeah. And that's wonderful because that's what we did the whole thing for. That's what we wanted to achieve was to get people to start thinking um, about what they can do for themselves and therefore for others and and you know thinking more consciously and thinking in a in a more kind and um, compassionate way yeah. not only towards themselves but towards everything and everything they do and, and I think that's really the solution to everything all the problems we have in this world is if we would all collectively um, become more conscious thinkers and actors, um, you know, a lot of those problems wouldn't even exist. And I think it's definitely the solution to um, the most endangered species on this earth, which is humankind. And if we don't do something soon, <laughs> then we're, we're on a slippery slope downhill. Food Heals Nation, if you are looking for the highest quality supplements, the most luscious organic skincare, and a brand name that you can trust to be free from toxic chemicals, look no further than the Global Healing Center. I have been using their products for years. Their Parfait Visage face lotion literally makes my skin look younger. And it comes in a beautiful bottle, so it is perfect as a gift as well. And the Oxy Powder Colon Cleanse Capsules are the most powerful detox supplements I have ever used. They get everything out, and they don't leave you feeling full or uncomfortable. The mission of the Global Healing Center is to bring back good health, positive thinking, happiness, and love. And they want to help you realize that your body is a self-healing mechanism. Well, I couldn't agree more. So I've teamed up with Dr. Group and the Global Healing Center to bring you a discount exclusive to Food Heals listeners. Go to their website at globalhealingcenter.com, pick out the items you want, and use the discount code FOODHEALS, all one word, for 20% off your purchase, plus free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. 20% off is a great deal, Food Heals Nation. I love their products, and I know you will too. Are you ready to start the new year off right? Have you been thinking about doing a cleanse but are overwhelmed with all the options? Let us break it down for you in our latest guide, The Vitality Cleanse. If you've been feeling sluggish, depleted, or dissatisfied with your overall health, in most cases, your diet is the culprit. Unbeknownst to most Americans, the food they ingest are rife with harmful additives. The Vitality Cleanse is here to reverse that. Through this nutritional overhaul, you can look better and enjoy stronger immunity, improved mood, and an infinite number of other benefits that go way beyond aesthetics. The Vitality Cleanse is the spark that will ignite your transformation. Cleansing is the process of purging your bodies of accumulated toxins while replenishing your body with essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. While the word cleanse may be intimidating to some, it actually describes the gateway to a profoundly healthier way of life that will revitalize you. By ridding your body of toxins and flushing it with nutrients, you will help your body return to homeostasis, which means perfect health. That's right. If you want to do a cleanse but aren't sure how, this download includes detailed information that will guide you through the process. You will receive an ebook that explains the specific benefits of doing a cleanse, breaking down exactly how it works. There's also a detailed plan of what to do, including a daily schedule and a shopping list that will eliminate any guesswork. 
Put your health back in your hands and feel the best you can. Yes, so you can download it from foodhealscleanse.com and it's valued at $26. But from now until January 5th, it will be 50% off using the coupon code FOODHEALS. That's foodhealscleanse.com. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. In the year since, so last year, we were contacted by people all over the world to come mm-hmm. and speak. Obviously, for us, that really made us feel really blessed that we had achieved that interest and that people were starting to think more consciously yeah. because of what we'd done. But the most interesting thing that happened in that in that area, being able to take the message even further is that someone was in the audience when we were speaking and he happened to be a filmmaker Mm -hmm. and he came up to us afterwards and said, this needs to be a film. And so we've been working on that as well with this filmmaker and a producer that have a uh, a pretty much a grassroots uh, film company. Mm -hmm. We decided that we would try and see if we could get it screened or a short film of it screened at the Cannes Film Festival in France. Awesome. So that we could then put it out to the film industry and the mm-hmm. distributors and so on of, you know, what we were trying to do and and um, see if we could get some, you know, some backing or some help with that. And so that's what we did. So in in uh, April, I guess, we, uh, we, we submitted it and it was accepted and um, we got in. Congratulations. That's a tough one to get into. So, yeah, so we're very happy with that. And, of course, that meant we had to go over there and show, screen it, you know, walk on the red carpet with my barefoot shoes. And (laughs) everywhere we've gone to speak, um, various different places, uh, different countries, the message is so well received because it's a message that people want to hear. Mm -hmm. They want to know how they can make a difference. And... um, not only to their own health, but, you know, to the health of their family, their friends, the animals. So even those that hadn't thought of it before. And certainly at Cannes Film Festival, we were amongst a lot of people who didn't even know how to spell vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let alone what it was. <laughs> Is that some kind of disease? So, um, <laughs> so it was really interesting, very encouraging. And we do have some, from that, we, we, definitely got a lot of positive feedback and a lot of, um, you know, it looks like we're going forward into post-production at this point and we're hoping to be able to get back into the film festival um, of next year. So Great. back in Japan for May of next year with the, the feature film and that's our big push right now of what we're doing. That's so exciting. I can't wait to see the finished film. That's awesome. Like I said, when we were going around uh, last year and speaking, we had a lot of people asking us, well, so what's next? Like, you set the bar that high, they expect you to do something else. (laughs) Yeah. You have to, like, go run on the moon now or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could do it. (laughs) It'll be, well, I can moonwalk, so it'll be fun. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) But we did, we even had somebody ask us, oh, so you're going to go and do it again? And I go, like, why would I do that? You know, why would I go and do something I've already done? done and mm-hmm. you know no I'm not going to do it again well why don't you do it backwards <laughs> and and so what I realized from these sort of those sorts of questions is um that people like to have someone or something to follow yeah and so what we were doing by default was leading in a way 
um, you know, we were doing, we'd, we've been doing ever since my diagnosis as much as we possibly can, you know, inspiring um, and motivating and encouraging people to to think more consciously about what they're doing mm -hmm. because we know it works. And so it's just sort of sharing, well, this is what we do. It works for us. We know it can work for you. Um, here you go. Uh, and so we realized that people like to have someone to follow. And that's the reason why a lot of people, you know, they'll go on a diet and then they'll go try another diet and right. then they'll try another diet instead of actually looking into what they actually really, what actually works um, for, what they're, for what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So we realized that, okay, so we do need to go and do something because we had people, even interviewers saying to us, you know, a year after finishing, um, can we do a follow-up interview just to see, uh, you know, if you're okay? I mean, have you recovered yet? And and I'm going, um, have we recovered yet? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you don't run a marathon a day without recovering every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so the day we finished, we were recovered. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we, you know, we started thinking and Alan started panicking because he knew I was going to come up with something else. And sure enough, I said, oh, God, what could this possibly be? I don't be? know. <laughs> you know, usually, um, especially with physical events or challenges, most people want to do something harder, faster, stronger, and so on. Right. Bigger. And I said, I think we should do something that shows that you don't have to do that. Because life really isn't about increasing its speed mm -hmm. um, or making it faster. Mm -hmm. So... I said, how about, you know, if people, we get so many people saying to us, oh, yes, but you're runners, um, I can't run, or um, I don't like to run, it's boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I said, well, if you've got two legs, you can walk. So why don't we go for a walk? Why don't you just go for a walk? And then I looked at Alan and I said, why don't we just go for a walk? <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, some years earlier in, in another life, so to speak, we had lived and worked in Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we were there, I was running at the time, you know, when I got a chance for physical activity, I would go for a run. And also it gave me an opportunity to see the environment that I was living in. And so um, I'd often seen that there were so many trails and we lived uh, most of the time in France, but also all the other Western European countries mm -hmm. in the work that we were doing. And um, so I said, you know, maybe we could, uh, we could go and walk some of those trails. And I started looking into it and we'd actually known about it before, but there is a trail called the Pilgrim Way mm -hmm. and you probably may have heard something about it through a film that recently came out called The Way. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a trail that goes, there's many trails coming from all over Europe and they all end up in one place in northwestern Spain. Very cool. And it's a, and it's a sacred place where uh, the Apostle St. James spoke to people about living a conscious lifestyle with kindness and compassion. Sounds perfect for you guys. <laughs> now you can put any, any label you like on that. But, and, you know, at the time it was Christianity, mm -hmm. but really it fits for everything yeah. today. And so we looked at each other and went, mm, how far is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the actual one that everybody tends to do is from the east of Spain to the, to the west, mm -hmm. which is to this one spot called Santiago de Compostela. 
And um, so we looked at that and it's 800 kilometers and we thought, oh, that's pretty easy. <laughs> we can do that. That's not a problem. And of course, you walk it as a pilgrim. So you take everything you need on your back, your backpack. Mm-hmm. And um, what's happened over the recent years, over the last 10 or so years, it's become very, very popular amongst everybody and anybody. And so there are a lot of people doing it. And so a lot of people that live on the way are providing accommodation. So you actually don't have to camp out. You don't have to sleep under a tree. You can, you know, sleep in these nice little, like hostels, really. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very easy for most people. Um, physically, it may not, may not be easy for most people. Right. Because it is up in the mountains. You you know, you're up. And, and a lot of it is trail. Most of it is trail, and some of it's quite rough. But anyway, we decided, well, you know, nothing can be worse than Australia. So um, we pretty much had every terrain and every climatic condition. So that side of it we don't need to worry about. We're already fully trained. Um, And we knew we were going over in May to France. So we just put it together. And we decided that instead of just doing that one piece, we would start – um, in France, where we used to live. So that's what we did. We started in Paris, 2,200 kilometers, and it took us 80 days. And so we weren't running, we weren't walking a marathon a day or any specific amount uh-huh. a day. It was really just whatever worked for us for for that day. Mm-hmm. So depending on, you know, what we saw, where we were going, you know, where we wanted to stop, which was really nice because it was a way for us to be able to do our own thing and enjoy it but still show by example that you can you know go for a short walk and that works yeah the other thing that we found out in our research about walking the the um pilgrim way is that uh, most most of the guidebooks and and you know various different forums and so on said if you're a vegetarian don't even think about it because you won't be able to get food. Oh, really? Okay. And when we re- when when we read that, Alan read it out one day, and I said, "Done. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. We're going to do this." So we'd lived in France before, as I said before. We'd um, you know lived and worked there for some years, and so uh, I was already vegetarian and mostly vegan anyway. And I knew that you know the availability and the abundance of fruit and vegetables is huge mm-hmm. over there in marketplaces, locally grown, it's just, you know, people are thinking more in terms of, oh, where am I going to get fruit and vegetables in a restaurant? Uh Um, Whereas we don't go to restaurants because we can get pure fruit and vegetables straight from, you know, straight from the growers or straight from the trees on the trail. Uh So, um, so it was a wonderful experience and we did that for those three months. Uh, it, It was a phenomenal experience and that's now something that went out you know, going out and speaking about as well as, you know, so looking at just doing what you can do, you know, whether it be physical, mental, emotional or spiritual. And that that walk along there was all of those. Yeah. And it was all of that to everybody, no matter why or how they came. And I think that's something that anybody can do. You don't need to go over there to do that particular walk, but walk out, you know, walk out the door. And <laughs> It's not that hard. And I think our, you know, our biggest message really is how simple and effective and easy it is to live a conscious lifestyle and get those wonderful positive results. 
It's so true. And you're just living proof of that. And everything that you guys have done is so incredibly inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing all your stories with us. And where can everyone find you online? I know we can see you in the film, hopefully in 2016. But where can everyone find you for now? Oh, absolutely. Well, we have a website and it's rawveganpath, mm-hmm. P-A-T-H dot com. And um, we're in the process right now of just starting, you know, in the new year, we'll be putting up, probably doing podcasts ourselves. Great. <laughs> awesome. Call you back. Yes. And, um, and also, you know, certainly YouTube and, and other forums and so on, because we, I get people every day, hundreds per week, literally, um, asking questions, you know, and I'd like to be able to help them in some way. So um, that'll be coming up on on the website, and people can get us through that website. Uh, they can also take a look and see what's happening with the film. There's a link to the trailer that they can go to and have a look and see what's happening there. Awesome. Yeah, and also the book. So there was one other book that I've written, which I wrote after the run, and it's called Running Out of Time, mm-hmm. and that's based on the run and and the message, you know, the reason why we ran the, the run as well. So there's two books and there's a film coming out and um, pretty much the next, our next move at this point, because there's always a what's next, um, <laughs> <laughs> is that we're, we're planning on moving from where we are here in Melbourne, which is the southeastern corner of Australia. We're moving up into the northeastern corner, which is tropical. Mm -hmm. And it's where all the beautiful fruits and vegetables um, grow so that we can be, uh, we're looking for some property that's going to be self-sufficient, self-sustaining, that we can share with others. People can come and join us and see what it is to live a conscious lifestyle and how it works so they can take that home to their own home. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so that's what we think. There's a need for that now. Um, people really need to, you know, put that into place in their own lives. And um, so that's what we're hoping to be able to start doing next year, along, of course, with touring with, with the film. I think you are, su- you and your husband are such an inspiration. Your grandchildren and your, your children are very lucky to have such an inspirational grandmother and mother, truly. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we feel blessed that we have them too. And it's certainly for myself to be able to be here and enjoy them. I have five grandchildren now and it's wonderful. Um, yeah, so whatever we can continue to do. And the thing is that by living this way, you know, everything's possible, like we said before. And so, you know, it's it's exciting. Every, every morning that we wake up, we're going like, whoa, what's going to happen today? <laughs> That's a great way to wake up. <laughs> Which is great. And last week, Alan turned 70. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> He's waving. And uh, <laughs> and I'm 66 now. And, it, and honestly, we feel younger than when we were in our 20s. So, you know, you never, you're never too young to make these changes and you're certainly never too old. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh, how to never get a cavity again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss. Or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites. 
and so much more. <laughs> so sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam you, we promise. No, we won't send you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, health, longevity, and weight loss secrets from the Food Heals podcast by subscribing today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.